Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, we're going to get our pump on, and we're going to work out with Jeremy Tucker, the Chief Marketing Officer of Planet Fitness. Jeremy also goes by JT, so that's how I'll refer to him in the show today. First off, if you're new, thanks for listening in. Welcome to this community. It's a show all about how some of the most interesting brands out there are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And I do that through interviewing CMOs or founders of brands or founders of agencies as well. And today we have a leader in JT who is incredibly versatile, who has come from a number of leading organizations and is now five months into his role at Planet Fitness. Having previously had 10 years at places like Pepsi and Disney and most recently Nissan, he's done a really good job of tapping into the heart of a brand. And we talk about that a lot on the show today. Of course, any fitness brand is going to have a lot of that personal, emotional connection with people changing themselves from the inside out. So plenty of moments happening in and outside of the now over 2,000 Planet Fitness gyms out there. And what I also found was really interesting about this conversation was how the brand takes advantage of the groundswell, specifically the somewhat hands-off approach to the whole thing, essentially not wanting to infuse the brand too, too much because it takes some of that authenticity away. And I really haven't heard a perspective like that on the some 70 episodes I've done of this show to this point. So I thought that was really interesting. In fact, you'll probably hear it in the episode. I, I almost... I get not confused, but I, I'm, I'm questioning because I just haven't heard a perspective like it. So stay tuned for it. It happens about two-thirds to four-fifths of the way through there, probably about 20 minutes in. But generally, he's just got really good advice. The advice section is really great too, and, and I can't wait for you to get all the insight from this. So I'm going to back away and have you here from JT, a.k.a. Jeremy Tucker from Planet Fitness. All right, everybody, I am here with Planet Fitness, and specifically with Jeremy Tucker, but he goes by JT. So we're going to say JT today. JT, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Adam. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I haven't really talked to many folks in the fitness space, and this is also an industry, at least from a leadership perspective, relatively new to you as well. Is that right? That's correct. I just joined Planet Fitness in November of 2019. How'd they convince you to come on board? Um, it was very easy. It's something I'm very passionate about. You know, I think number one, I'm a brand guy through and through, and I just love brands that stand for something in society and have a legacy to protect and to grow. And uh, the Planet Fitness story is one in itself that is just phenomenal. But number two, for me, I had my own wellness journey that I had started earlier in the year and really believe in the power of exploring fitness and reinforcing what truly matters to make everybody healthier and and have a, a profound and positive impact, not only in my life, but in, in, in America and the world. So when the opportunity came across my desk and I was able to say, you know what, I get to bring what I love most about being a marketer and what's something I personally believe in and we're seeing impact in my own life. It was just a match made in heaven. And I have to imagine that a lot of your, your, your background, the fitness journey, as you mentioned, helped to color your perspective prior to coming into the industry as a leader. I'm curious, given the other industries which you had leadership positions in prior to this, that being within automotive and within CPG and within Disney, which covers a whole ton of stuff, 
What were some of the things that you think you brought in that uh, maybe the fitness industry could use a little bit more of or just don't get exposure to that often? Yeah, I think that's a really great question and, and something that I really am excited to bring to this team and to the category itself. I think, number one, if you look through the linkage of all of those incredible experiences, what's core to it beyond the brand and the marketing function that I was working in was really a deep level understanding of consumers and people and a high level of empathy. And that was refined in my days at PepsiCo, uh, back in my agency days, working with Procter & Gamble and baby care, and especially at the Walt Disney Company, experts in really understanding the power of our brand and how it really relates to culture and how it unlocks hearts and minds. Um, and automotive, very expensive purchase for uh, Americans and, and most people in general. And you know, you had to really think through that considered purchase in a very, very different way. So understanding people and really what makes them tick um, and how do you bring that empathy forward in a space where there's a lot of misinformation um, was a, an incredible challenge and just very enticing for me. And as marketers, what we are tasked to do is to drive consumer behavior, right? That's the core of the job is to understand people and drive demand and, 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 and build a brand and, and to drive business impact. And when you talk about changing behavior, one of the hardest ones to change is actually in the health and wellness space, but it's one that has um, the potential to have the most impact on society. So this became a really interesting business and um, intellectual challenge for me as I joined the Planet Fitness team. I do want to ask a little bit about the what I would assume is perhaps a larger difference than it might otherwise be true between somebody and the level of consideration of a purchase between something like the gym they attend and the car they drive. I'm curious specifically what you have seen to be the most different between those types of consumers as you've jumped into this role, but what might be more similar than that? Because when I think of, and, and here's the color here, when I, uh, I've bought one car in my life, right? And I don't want to get too much on automotive because I know that you're now with Planet Fitness. We're going to stick with Planet Fitness, but there are also like six gyms within uh, a mile of here. I mean, if I'm being, if I'm being conservative, so how do you get through the noise? And, and perhaps what, what have you taught your team to do over the past five or so months to get through the noise of, of all these gyms, either throwing some experience or some attractive people or a competitive rate to break through and, and, and make that consideration fall in your lap? Correct. I think, I think you said a word that's key, and, and that, that is noise. I think the one thing that you'll see is different from um, the, joining a gym versus buying automotive is, is the length of time, the consideration that goes with that purchase. I mean, automotive, very long considered purchase cycle, lots of different ways in. The path to purchase, very, very different based upon my perceptions of owning a car and how that reflects on me as a person and my life stage that I'm in. You, know, you have kids that changes things for you very quickly. Um, when you go to gym membership, there are different ways that are coming in for consideration, but there are definitely seasonal pieces. Our Super Bowl of every year is January 1st, New Year's resolutions, and that's when everyone sets the goals for how they're going to live their life better for the year ahead, right? So there's a timeliness to it and, and a different consideration set, as you mentioned, because there's a lot out there. The noise point that you said. That is the key. And this is where right when I came in, we had filled it some research about the fitness industry and we start to understand 
that noise is actually the number one thing that keeps people from joining a gym, seeing results or sticking with a program because there's so much misinformation and confusion out there that it basically becomes overwhelming. And that paradox of all that information is actually crushing to 80% of Americans who are not a member of a gym and a big percentage of them that have never been a member of a gym in their life. They don't even know where to start. They don't know what to do. Once they get in, they're frustrated. They see a lot of these Uber athletes or the Spitzbo culture that's being forced on them through advertising and through um, the industry as a whole. And it just shuts down the very thing that they're trying to do. And that led us to the realization of what we, we said, you know what, we're going to call and we chose a different word at first, but we said both fit because we thought that that fit with our industry on the industry itself and say, you know what, let's take on these misperceptions because our heritage, our legacy has always been about bucking against the status quo of the industry. And so now with our size and scale, it gave us the ability to start to help customers and prospective members cut through that crap to really understand what it means to be effective and see the results have a positive impact on their life joining a gym at a gym with a price point that the majority of Americans can afford and the accessibility of with over 2000 clubs and locations where there's one near you. So we believe, we believe in bringing all those differentiators to, to life for the planet fitness brand, judgment free, breaking down barriers, a price point with a high value. This is not, you know, a bare bones gym. Our facilities are incredible. They're clean, they're bright, latest equipment, tons of cardio equipment, strength training equipment. And we believe if you can experience that and you can understand and get around the misperceptions in the industry and we can help you because we've got a staff who's friendly and caring and is there for you and free fitness training, we can help people see the results and get well on their way to achieving their goals. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we've seen. That's why the growth of this business has been so phenomenal. And it's just continued to just impress me that when you get people in, they convert, they stay, and they stick with Planet Fitness. Well, that's that's great to know. And of course, I, I imagine anybody who uh, you know has the courage to walk through the door for the first time, uh, regardless <laughs> of the investment they're putting behind it, is is likely on the start of, of something good. And uh, that you, the, the good news about that is that uh, I'm, I'm sure that you do plenty to build consumer loyalty, but when they go home after six, eight, 12 weeks and they see themselves in the mirror, assuming they've been committed to the cause, that's sort of the brand loyalty literally manifesting itself in the progress that they've shown, which is good. Um, I'm sure for you guys, I'm sure there's no complaints. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the thing that, you know, going back to my training and, and legacy from companies like PepsiCo and Disney, um, just our heritage here at Planet Fitness it's getting as close to the member as possible and really understanding and being very human on it and staying very, very close to the member. I mean, that's my, my, my goal as a, as a leader of the marketing organization. And when I say human, it's the journey that we're all on. It's not perfect. We fall off the butt, you know, the, the, the boat, we, 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 we get results. Then we take a step back, you know, and what we want to do is create the judgment free zone. That's welcoming and non-intimidating, which has been part of our heritage. And we're accelerating that message say, you know what, it's the journey that matters. It's the minutes that add up. We know scientifically from government data, from the latest reports that the just spending time, 23 minutes at a time adds up cumulatively and can have a profound impact over the length of your life 
and over a year of what you can achieve. And we want to continue to break down that and to encourage and support our people and our members. And I think that that's the thing that really makes this as a marketer very exciting for me, because it's not just, again, the big, sexy advertising, the driving the people in. And we do that and it's fun. And we've got a brand that has humor that, you know, we really want to engage and get you to understand what Planet Fitness is about. But once you get in, the marketing continues because we're just as engaged with getting our messaging to each of our team members, our training, our community management, our member management, so that you can see and celebrate those small wins and understand that this journey that we're all on together is a very human one. And being human in our marketing and being fun with it and not so serious is what I think sets us apart from everyone else because that judgment-free zone concept and the extreme price value that we're able to deliver, you're going to keep the membership, you're going to stay, you're going to come, and you're going to feel supported. You're not going to feel intimidated. And that intimidation is the number one thing that will either keep people out of a gym or will keep them from coming back. And that will keep you from your health and wellness journey. And that's what we have to eliminate. Right. Exactly. Eliminate those obstacles. Any, uh, and that includes like discomfort in the process. I, and I have to, and I'm, I'm trying to, all right, check, check this segue out because what I'm trying to do now is talk a little bit about the ways in which you encourage people to share that journey, share their experience, share their thoughts about it. And right. I had never heard outside of a fire of a place of business having an alarm for something. <laughs> All right. Yes. But if you want yes. to talk about going in and having a no judgment zone, I think that's the funniest thing because I just, well, never heard it go off. Funny enough. I'm sure you have. You probably set it off sometimes, right? I mean, do they make you come in when you joined? Did they join? Did you say, did they tell you like, come on, man, just, just, just see what no, this no, is. They, pull the alarm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that's our, our famous lunk alarm. Um, and that's part of our brand DNA and culture looking at gym behavior that was intimidating and keeping people out. And one of it was the gym behavior of what we call lunks. These are the people that drop weights, they grunt, they, they bring the big water bottles in and, you know, really kind of intimidate members. Now it's, it's a classification that was especially prevalent in the gyms when we started off our journey, but we kept the lunk alarms because it's a reminder of our philosophy. And now we actually use them mostly as fun. So uh, lighthearted in any club at any given week, Every now and then one of our staff members will go, team members will go around and they'll turn on the alarm and sound it off. But it's there because if you see the behavior, because we've got a community that we've built in the club, it's the lighthearted reminder that if you're dropping weights, if you're intimidating, if you're looking like a lunk or behaving in a way that's making other people uncomfortable, you can go flip that switch and turn on the alarm and everybody in the club giggles and laughs about it. Um, and usually that person apologizes and gets back on it and laughs themselves and off we go. But it's part of the brand DNA that we've kept just to make sure that we always go back to what we're saying we're not. We're not the club that wants to keep you out or you have to be fit to be a part of the community. We're all here on a journey. And the thing that I love most about this brand, and I've worked in mass market brands my entire career, is um, when you come into our club, it's one of the few places in the America that I've been in where I see a complete and total picture of America, all walks of life. We've got upper income, lower income, old, young. I've got people that are um, completely in shape. I've got pe people that are starting their fitness journey and, and need to lose some weight. I've got people recovering from injuries. I've got teens starting out. Um, 
all ethnicities and and and, uh, and genders. It is really a breakdown um, that I haven't seen anywhere else. But what makes me so proud of the team that I'm leading here and so proud of the work and the marketing that we're delivering is the uniting thread of the community and that deep sense of purpose and empathy of how supported everyone feels inside of Planet Fitness. A lot of that can be said in marketing, right, as far as puffery. But this, when I say it, is actually true to the brand and the brand values and what we actually believe in how we live. And I get stories across my desk every week of things happening in club where our members actually embrace and stand up for people or um, helping people with their goals that you wouldn't see in other places in America. And right now, America, we need that unity. And it's actually happening in our clubs. And it's because we all feel like you're breaking down the barriers and we're all in this together. And um, that for me is the thing that gives me the, the most excitement and the most hope for where we're going and how fast we're growing because we're on a tear and we're going to continue to be on a tear. I mean, this business is amazing. Um, but I think this, this concept and this brand and, and the, since the brand is at the heart of the business, I mean, it is at the heart of the business. We talk about the brand in every single business meeting we're at, whether it's sales, ops, development, you name it. That's what's setting the stage for everything that we're doing. And that's what's making this business completely differentiate it from everything else that's out there. And certainly a business that has been has been growing, uh, growing like mad. I just saw about a month ago, you're past <laughs> 2000 facilities. Um, so the footprint is ever growing. Yeah, over 2000 locations in the 50 states and DC, Puerto Rico, Canada, the DR, Panama, Mexico, Australia. Um, you know, the great news is that we are on a tremendous runway for growth and we're on a path to open 4,000 stores in the U.S. alone. Um, but what's most exciting is not just the number of clubs that we have. We have over 14.4 million members um, that are engaged. They're working out over 437 million member workouts last year. And I think that we're going to see that number continue to grow as we continue to get our judgment-free concept out to the world. Well, I certainly hope so. And that is um, some really strong data for my next question. I want to know how you're able to take advantage as a brand, and this is going to be business facing, even though it is capturing the heart of these hundreds of millions of workouts now, because so many shareable moments within that inside the gym and outside the gym. How does Planet Fitness take advantage of that groundswell? I know that, for example, and this is slightly before your tenure, but I was reminded of and, and saw a tweet that Planet Fitness did a little while back, which was like, tell us your opinion on gym selfies and the three choices were you do you. So very clearly an open, very clearly an open attitude towards this uh, to show to show your progress, to to show the positivity. But as a business, what, what are some of the ways that you are that you are tactically harnessing that and turning it out? to show member stories, to, um, to get on people's level and be, and say, we really do have everybody from all walks of life. Here are some examples. H how do you do that? Yeah, I think that we approach that in several different ways and it unfolds over the course of our calendar over time. If you go back to, uh, leading into new year's, we kicked off our, our bull fit study in that campaign. And we talked about how, um, the misperceptions of Americans in particular, 
And we also got ready for Times Square. And, and when we drop our confetti on Times Square as the biggest, as the, as the premier sponsor of um, the Times Square New Year's Eve celebration, we actually capture hopes, wishes, and dreams as uh, uh, the population writes down their goals and their hopes for 2020 on confetti. All that confetti that's in New York City Times Square has handwritten notes of what our members' wishes are. And we capture those and we celebrate those digitally. That's just one example within a promotion. But from a day-to-day perspective, this really matters to us. And it matters to us and we leverage it in two ways. Number one, the one-to-one relationship in our club. Our team members and how they interact with the member coming in the door, they know them, they know their names and their fitness goals, and they encourage them and celebrate them. And we'll celebrate that in-club through our in-club media channels, um, just recognizing our members across the United States. But more broadly than that, we have Planet of Triumphs. And Planet of Triumphs is a social platform that, that captures the journeys of real members, most often when they're starting their journey in their first 30, 60, 90 days. But we see stories that are just phenomenal. Anything from I'm recovering from cancer and I'm trying to get back um, into a healthy lifestyle to I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get ready for my wedding. I just had a baby. I want to get back um, and and into shape or you know, I want to be there for my daughter to give her away the aisle, you know, a dad kind of telling stories and the members in our community rally around and encourage these uh, stories and share them themselves. So it's this very natural, celebratory, organic platform that we have. And what's very unique about it, Adam, is unlike traditional social media, and it sits out within social media, post out through Facebook and our traditional channels, there's no trollers on this. There is no negativity on it. There are no um, people that are harassing or saying things that are that are nasty. It could be so. It is so raw, so heartfelt, so emotional that we let it happen by itself. I actually, as a marketer, don't even touch it because the reality is, by inserting myself into it, I actually cut away the heart of what that is. And I'm letting my members guide that outside of my traditional managed social media platforms. And, um, and it continues to grow organically. Hmm. That's an interesting point to almost like not want to like insert yourself too much into the story. Cause it's sort of to almost takes away from the authenticity at the moment. Is that, is that what I'm getting, picking up from you? Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting about it is that I often have conversations and we talk about it every, every, every couple of weeks or every month. It's like, Hey, what do we do with Planet of Trials? Where are you taking it? And we do have plans for where we're going with it, which is going to be amazing. But at the same time, we're allowing, we're letting that be fertile soil that, sh- that is purely organic for our members to let them have their voice and have a safe space in a community. And then what we do is over time, when stories really spike, or we really have a member story that's heartfelt and the community rallies around it, we do ask permission to share it out and we'll bring it to our paid platforms and our managed platforms on Facebook and Snap and other places like that. We use it as a spotlight for the member stories, not something that we're micromanaging and creating on our own. Huh. That is that is interesting because, you know, a lot of folks, I mean, obviously, when you get something particularly compelling, you want to... To, to use that and get behind it and, and from a business perspective push it amplify sure. it. Um, sure but the the fact that for those for, for, for sort of your, your everyday moments which are shared out to stay not not hands off but to sort of like hmm 
That's really that's re- it's a really interesting perspective. I haven't quite heard of it like that. You know, a lot of folks want to lean in as hard as possible. It, it is so pure. It is so raw that it's one where you have to nurture it and let it be. And you have to monitor and engage and, and, and support it. And our team members, our local team members do that. The second that we try to intersect that in a way that's heavy handed, we actually are intersecting into a community that's built around the brand um, in a way that's very authentic. And so it, as a marketer, your first goal is I want to go in there and mine it and I want to monitor it and I want to post it and I want to retweet it and I want to push it as hard as I can. And you know what? Again, when there are major stories that the community rallies around, we'll do that with the community's basically permission, for lack of a better word. We go in right. and collect it and, 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 and celebrate it. But we do it in a way that's very measured, very respectful, and very human. And I think that's kind of core to the tenets of what I'm bringing to the team is like, how do we behave as a brand, but the brand having humanity? And that's something that I think that is really critical to our category and our business and this brand. It is why we are who we are and why we can do the things that we can do. And the community enables us to take on things that might get other brands in trouble sometimes. You know, we can we can actually call the bull fit out now. And and we do it in a way that still is a way that's not judging because we're trying not we have to walk the careful line judgment free is we're not judging the person. We're judging a behavior or we're judging something that's not right or misinformation that doesn't make me feel good and intimidates me from doing what I set out to do and achieving my goals. Right. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense the way that, that, that you explain it. Let me, um, right on the back of that, I'm going to ask for some advice. I always do this with everybody, but what you've just said makes me really curious as to what the advice might be. Now, the question is broad enough in and of itself that the question generally is what advice would you give to somebody simply looking to build a more authentic brand? And given what you said, I think I might know a little bit of that answer, but here's why I ask. And that's because most of the folks who listen to this show, in fact, uh, all and everybody plus my family who are not marketers, but pretty much everybody who listens to this show are marketers. They're at brands. They're either sole proprietors. They're part of Fortune 500 companies. Doesn't really, really matter, big or small. Most of them are emulating a journey like yours, by the way, but largely are trying to get to that better one-to-one relationship. We're trying to better amplify the stories of their people and turn to conversations like this to see how. So I'm curious, you've had experience now all over the place, and over the past five months, I've been able to do it with millions of members and hundreds of millions of individual moments. Sounds like great, got a great thing going. Looking to double that footprint eventually in the U.S. So what sort of advice would you have to those folks to, to get on the path of building a better brand? But when I say a better brand, because that's way too broad, specifically I mean one that's more authentic with the individual consumer. Yeah. I think that this is the challenge of marketers as a whole. I mean, we tend to be, um, and I know myself, I'll put myself in the category, very excited about the future. Uh, marketers tend to be very optimistic and they look for what's next and where are we going and, and you know, what is the bright new thing on the horizon? Um, I think for me, what has served me well in my career across categories and enabled me to jump across categories is being 
ruthlessly curious about people and what makes people tick. And I think that's that's who I am as an individual and, and definitely who I am as a marketer and, and really understanding not only what makes people happy, but what makes people dissatisfied or, or stops them from taking an action. And that curiosity is something that we talk about with my team every week, all the time. Why? And, and a couple of levels deep in the why, like what's really going on. But that'll only get you so far because then you have to stop and say, okay, so what is the purpose of my brand? Now, purpose can mean a lot of things. We, we can talk about brand purpose as a, a being a purpose-driven brand, but why does my brand exist? What do I do? What am I known for? And what are the things that will forever be true that, 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 will, that will always maintain? Or what are the things that will evolve over time? Because you got to really understand that. And there are a lot of folks, especially a lot of new CMOs that come in and you just want to change the brand immediately, mold it to your own image and go. It's a very sexy thing as a new marketer to do. And I, I have found and I learned this my greatest lessons in this for working with Bob Chapik and the Walt Disney company when I was there about how to grow and build legacy brands and businesses that are loved by people. And also working with Ann McCurgey and Rudy Wilson at PepsiCo where we're growing Doritos and Cheetos and those love brands as well, right? And I think that you've got to balance the curiosity of what's happening in people's lives right now with the understanding and deep understanding of your story as a brand and what do you really value and mean for. And then the last part of it is be very, very human. And you've heard me say that a couple of times today. And what I love most about Planet Fitness is we're a very human brand. Now, human doesn't mean you're mundane. Human doesn't mean that you can't be sexy or exciting or, you know, there are different categories of different brands that fit those criteria, but it just means you really understand the heart and mind of, of, of the emotion of what you bring. And where we struggle sometimes today as marketers is we'll want to go mine all that data with customers. We'll want to replicate things very quickly. We'll want to push as hard as we can. And look, I'm an analytic as well as a creative, and we'll do that all day long. But you got to bring the art to it. You got to bring the emotion to it as well, because that's what takes you over the top. So you got to have the foundation of the analytics, really deep understanding the curiosity of, of the of the data and understanding the, 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 the target that you're going after. Then you have to kind of mirror that with a piece of just being real and being human. And that means you have to call it sometimes. You have to really call it, you know, just take a moment and say, does this fit what I'm going to do for my customer and for my brand? And be courageous in making that decision, despite what you personally want to do. Exactly. Do it for the better. Do it for the better of the brand. Well, that is an incredibly comprehensive answer. And I'm so glad that you gave it because it is not only, sounds like, it's not only ways to, in direct response to the, to the ask, to build better relationships with people, but to, you know, and capture the heart, but also, and maybe folks all editorialize just a little bit here. I mean, go go to JT's LinkedIn. Well, Jeremy Tucker fully, but go to JT's LinkedIn and just look at all the organizations. And he wasn't lying. Like that's a big industry jumps there that you wouldn't necessarily expect to to see one after the other. And I think it's because a lot of the DNA is there to be building these sorts of relationships in a great way. And obviously, Planet Fitness is doing a really good job with it. Um, so now, JT, back to you. Thank you for that. 
answer. And thank you for joining today and talking to me a little bit about it because it's a, it's a cool journey that you're on and I look forward to seeing everything that, uh, that the business has yet to come. Thank you so much, Adam. This is so much fun and, um, what an incredible business, as you said, and, and an incredible growth trajectory. So this is what makes the life of a marketer fun. And I appreciate you and all that you do and, and your podcast. I know that, um, I listen to it and it just, it helps me reframe my day and pull myself out of the muck and focus on the road ahead. Well, always, I appreciate the plug, but thanks. <laughs> thank you again for coming on the show. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to JT from Planet Fitness for joining the show today. Again, really appreciate that somewhat unique perspective on leveraging that groundswell. And, and here's to hundreds of millions more workouts to come. If you enjoy this show, I don't care what gym you go to, here's what you can do, and it doesn't require you to lift any weight at all. Go to our LinkedIn page, Authentic Influence Podcast. There's a button there. That button says follow. What you get when you hit that button is every episode of the show that comes out as soon as it comes out or that morning. Also, clips from the show and other information relevant to the show. I can now talk a little bit about the first live event that I'll be doing. I'll be heading up to Boston in mid-April to record an episode, which I'm really excited for. And that just is the start of the live series, which I think will happen in a number of cities through 2020 and beyond. So excited to be bringing a little bit of news about that. Anyway, that page is just our hub. So stay tuned there. Of course, if you're subscribed via podcast directories, iTunes, Spotify, awesome. Stay there, please. Leave a rating and review if you feel so inclined. But this is just the LinkedIn spot is really that that's where that's where our home is, as well as podcast.boom.co. And hey, on LinkedIn, you can also write me, Adam Connor, connect. If you have a suggestion for who should be on the show, if you have a comment, please do not be shy. I'll be back again real soon to talk about how another brand mobilizes its masses to become more authentic each and every day. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.